You're listening to the University of Pikeville Men's Basketball Podcast. My name is Gary Justice, and I'll be your host. Very special podcast today. I caught up with K.J. Manigault, the NAIA National Player of the Year in 2015. K.J. talks about his time at the University of Pikeville, his journey to becoming a Bear, and life after graduation, a lengthy pro basketball career. It's a great episode, so let's get started. Kenny Manningall, welcome to University of Pikeville Men's Basketball Podcast. Hey, Gary, thanks for having me. Uh, man, it's, I've been looking forward to this podcast. Yeah, I've, I've listened to a couple of them. You've been doing a pretty good job with it. I appreciate it. Now, we never have had a National Player of the Year on the podcast, so this is the first. Hey, I'm, you know, sometimes you got to have a special person on you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, okay, Jay, let's get into it, man. Tell us a little bit about your journey to the University of Pikeville. Uh, it's, it was a long journey for sure. Uh, you know, I started off at Wichita State, stayed there for a year, transferred to a Division II school, uh, South Carolina Aiken. And it was, I think that was 2011 when I, uh, you know, became ineligible. I wasn't a fan of school, so that that was that. Uh, Brett Rector, I don't know if you guys remember him. He oh, was on yeah. the staff. Coach Rector, yes, sir. Yeah, he was on the staff that year, and he contacted me. But you know, I'm I'm pretty stubborn, so it took me, I think, two years to get out there, and uh, actually Ty Compton was the one to finally get me to come out. Well, I'm well glad that Coach Compton was able to seal the deal, get you to come to the University of Pikeville. Yeah, for sure. Best Probably the best decision I made in my life. Well, KJ, as far as we're going to get into the basketball side of it here shortly, tell us what did you major in? When you, is that you, Pike? I was sports management. Sports management. So, so I'm sure you had our friend Rick Bentley for a few classes. I had Rick Bentley every year. <laughs> I was there. Uh, oh. You know, Rick. That's that's one of my favorite professors for for sure. He's a you great know, guy. KJ, I was talking to Rick and I was telling him about this podcast coming up. He got it circled on his calendar. He definitely wants to listen to this one. Well, hopefully I don't let him down. <laughs> uh, KJ, what are some of your favorite memories at U-Pike? And, uh, outside of basketball, uh, you know, in the classroom, in the dorm, just uh, as, a, as a student. As a student, I would have to say probably my first semester there, uh, I had – we called ourselves like the 8 a.m. Breakfast Club. It was with Kayla Morgan. And Jennifer, I can't, I don't remember her last name, but every morning they made sure I was going to uh, our class at 8 a.m. and I had to meet them for breakfast. Well, real quick, is that Jennifer Grant? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Jennifer uh, Grant. Pretty yeah, sure. okay. Yeah. So, so you guys had at the eight o'clock breakfast club, you guys had to meet, go to breakfast together. They they made me go so that, you know, I was going to class on time. And they actually, you know, uh, mainly Kayla helped me become more uh, studious with, with, with school. Well, that's she, great. Yeah, she stayed on me a whole lot. Well, you know, KJ, at a small school like you, Pike, that's the type of relationships you're able to build with folks, people to look out for you, to push you, to assist you in some way, and to help you get right. you know get, get through those classes. You know, right. and being part of that breakfast club, it motivated you to get to up because you had people counting on you to, right, be, to right. be there. Exactly, and you know, I was able. They helped me get a, uh, on the dean's list that semester. So, so let me get this straight. So, you're a kid <laughs> who came who wasn't to a big fan of classes. Nope. And then was stubborn about even wanting to go back to college. 
Right. And then you end up on the dean's list at the University of Pikeville. My first semester, yeah. And that is awesome, KJ. That yeah, is awesome. for sure. For sure. So let's jump to the basketball side. Um, tell us about some of the factors, because you're, you're a very talented – you're still a very talented player. But as far as at that time, highly recruited, you know, Wichita State out of high school, uh, very athletic. So what were some of the factors – that brought that you just considered in choosing University of Pikeville. Honestly, I it was like my last chance to play basketball, and that's what I've always wanted to do. Uh, I, I tell myself all the time, like I think that was the choosing Pikeville was the first real decision I made on my own, and you know it was the best. Like I said earlier, it's the best decision I made, um, and it's just you you come to Pikeville. You just got basketball in, in school, which, you know, when you're in college, that's all you need to focus on anyway. So it was an easy, easy decision for me to make. You know, I think that's some of the advantages of a small town like Pikeville. One, the community supports the university, all the athletes, all the students. Right. Uh, and But then also you have, you don't have the, really the distractions right. that you have an opportunity where you can concentrate on school and basketball like yourself. Right, yeah, it was. It was. It's crazy how much the, like the community was just behind, like you said, the whole sports program. Uh, so KJ, talk to us about. Um, so you're at you're at University of Pikeville, a very talented player. Talk to us a little bit about the Mid South Conference. Just how what a grind that is, night in and night out. I'll give you a perfect example about the Mid South. It was my senior year. We played Campbellsville at Campbellsville, and we lost. I'm pretty sure we lost by thirty plus points. Uh, we came back to Pikeville. Uh, we was getting ready to have practice, and Coach Wells was like, "All right, I want everybody to come outside next to the U Pike gym." We had we had like a funeral service for that game film. He was like, "We, we would never <laughs> we'll never talk about this game. We won't watch it. Everybody know what you could have done better." And we never talked about it. And so the next time we played Campbellsville that year at home, we went down by 20 at halftime. And uh, Coach Rose didn't have to say anything to us. He just came in, uh, looked at us, basically. And we came out and came back and won the game. But every night, like, you had – you was playing against all kinds of Division One players, you know. So you couldn't take a night off in the, in the Mid-South. You know, with the, the NAIA – KJ, I would say it is the definitely, if not the toughest, is one of the two the top one of the two toughest conferences in the entire nation. For sure, for sure. Because you have athletes on, you know, it doesn't matter if you're on top of the standings or the bottom of the standings. You got right. athletes, and anybody can beat anybody right. on any given night. Yeah, anybody can can win. So you mentioned Coach Wells. So let's talk about Coach Wells. I know he had an impact on your life. For sure. Talk a little bit about Coach Wells and that impact on KJ Manigault. It's I don't even know where to begin. You know, uh, before I came to Pikeville, I never talked to Coach Wells. Never we, you know, I didn't know who he was. Got on campus, and it was just like a connection immediately. My my first year there, that's when he was going through. You know, he was sick at the time, but you know, he still came to practice, still came to games. You always saw him with a smile. He was welcoming to anybody, you know, he just had the biggest heart. Second year though, he you know, he was he was healthy. He got on me a little bit more, but you know, it, it made me a better man. 
as far as like you taught me how to be like a father and still you know be able to play basketball do what you love outside of your family and then bring everything together if that makes sense it does make sense you know that's something when i talk to other bear basketball alumni they say very similar things just like about coach wells about it's more than just basketball. Right. It's teach, teaching about becoming a man, taking care of your duties on the basketball floor, paying attention to detail, showing up for class, but also handling yourself professionally. Right. But then also handling yourself as a mature adult. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. So, KJ, talk to us about uh, your favorite basketball memory at the University of Pikeville. Uh, as far as like on the court or – yeah, we're, I want on the court and off the court as a basketball player. All right, so off the court as a basketball player, uh, we were at the Mid-South Conference Tournament. I think it was 2013, 2014. And the women were there also. And they played – they were playing in – I'm pretty sure it was the semifinals. It might have been the finals. And we played the next day for the finals. So all of us, the whole men's team, was sitting courtside cheering on the women's team and, like, just – we were just going crazy, you know what I'm saying? But uh, it was, I think, the My- a Michael Jackson song came on. I don't remember what which song it was. But I got up and I started doing the dance that Michael Jackson does in the video. <laughs> and there was this, this, this woman was in a stand and she started doing it with me. So it was just, you know, it was fun to cheer on the women's team. I'm pretty sure they won that night. And we just were all having a great time. A great time. <laughs> Well, you. Well, I remember about you, KJ. You were never shy. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. What about on the floor? What's your favorite memory? On the floor. Uh, I, because I have a favorite memory of you. We'll, we'll let you tell yours first. My favorite memory. It might be at the uh, national tournament. Either when we beat Concordia or the first year I had like this, I had this, this dunk at the national tournament. And like that's the, my favorite memory. Right? Yeah. That's my favorite memory right there. Yes, sir. The whole yes, sir. and the whole arena just went crazy. It was it was loud in there for like a couple possessions after the dunk. My dad was there. He was. I looked up. He just standing up, like just proud, just happy. Like that, that might be my favorite. Well, it, because on that dunk, we'll go back to that Concordia win. But on that dunk, KJ, I think you took off from like the three point line. <laughs> it seemed like I took off pretty far, yeah. Yeah, yeah because the camera angle, uh, Bruce Parsons was there doing some doing a, a documentary on the U Pike men's basketball program, right? And and the camera angle that he had was underneath the goal, right? So it's it, 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 just it, looking it, straight up. <laughs> oh man! And then they actually took that and they took a still, they got the still photo, and they made, made some time make some posters out of it because it just. Because you was fully extended. I mean, you're high and you're already and yeah. it's like like a Statue of Liberty dunk. Man. Right. It was awesome. And I, I'm pretty sure I surprised everybody on the team because I didn't – I wasn't trying to – you know, everybody knew I was athletic, but I never really tried to dunk on anybody like that. So, like, even the coaching staff was, was standing up just, just excited. I can remember – I can remember – I remember Bruce <laughs> Haynes and Hobo just, just jumping up and down. I'm like, yeah. 
Here we go. Well, you know, of course, why not? Let's get in the national tournament. Let's try that dunk for the first time anyway, right? Why not, right? Why not? <laughs> so, so, well, tell us a little bit about Concordia. He has another one of your favorite memories. Tell us about Concordia. Uh, I'm pretty sure like, we all know that that was the best team at the tournament at that time. And, you know, I was playing the four. I'm 6'4". Colt Chapman is 6'5". And they're, they're like, I think their four-man and five-man was like six, 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 seven plus. And they were just a big team, a deep team. And we just grinded it out. Like we showed a whole lot of grit that game. I'm pretty sure we might have, we might have, you know, wore ourselves out and unfortunately lost the next game. But just beating that team, just it just showed what we were about that year. Just nothing but grit. So KJ, in your at your time at University of Pikeville, you had a lot of accolades. So when you're named not only the Mid-South Conference Player of the Year, but also the National Player of the Year, what did that mean to you? Uh, it meant a lot. Uh, you know, at first I didn't believe it, but... Hey, KJ, we had a little technical difficulties, but we're, we're back at it. So <laughs> yeah. the, the last question I asked was, your name, Mid-South Conference Player of the Year, and also national player of the year. What did that mean to you? Uh, I just, it, it meant a lot. You know, I was, I've been through, I put myself through a whole lot and I lost, you know, I lost my love for, for basketball for a couple of years. And just the fact that I was able to just grind it out and work my butt off just to, just to get that type of accolade just meant a lot. You know, my, my teammates, that whole year were pushing me. We stayed on each other. I couldn't have done it without them. Uh, Coach Wells, Compton, uh, Don, Yoder, Ross, <laughs> Bones, Camry, every, everybody on the staff. They just helped me stay focused and just, you know, grind it out and get that award. It, it meant a whole lot. Well, KJ, you know, your play on the floor was phenomenal. But then also – I mean, I'm always been proud of you. Now I'm even more proud of you. Going back, you tell me he was on the Dean's list as well, too. So you got a young man who was didn't really care too much for school. Then right. you enroll and get on the Dean's list. You lost the love of basketball. Now you get it back and get pushed by people. You end up conference player of the year, the toughest conference in the country, and also national player of the year. Man, you've, you've accomplished a lot in your life. That's, that's, that's for sure. Thank you for that. Well, KJ, so let's talk about life after graduation, because you, you've had a in a a longer career a long career playing professional basketball. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, it's been good. You know, my first year, I went out to Australia. I actually played against two former Bears, Jackson Hussey and Trevor right. Setti. Oh, okay, and yeah. And Trevor Setti, yep. Uh, from there, I went to Poland. Stayed there for a season. Went to Finland, played in Finland for two years. Uh, last year, I was in Macau, which is in Asia. And then I was just now I was in Israel for a couple months, but I sustained an injury. So I came home to rehab for that. Well, so let's, let's start with what last thing you just told us first. I do have a couple of questions about your professional career. Uh, how's it? What, what can you tell us what you injured and how is that rehab going? I just I slightly tore my MCL. Uh, but I, it wasn't too bad. I didn't need surgery or anything. It healed on its own, and now I'm, I'm back to being 100%. Uh, re- I'm, my agent is looking at 
seeing if I can get back over there to finish off the season this year. And if not, then I'll just be going back over there in August or September to continue to play. So what's been your favorite place to play professionally so far? <sighs> See, it, it depends. It depends on if you're talking about, like, playing or just favorite country to be in. Well, because, let's, do one, let's do one of both. All right. So favorite country to be in would easily be uh, Finland. I, I love that country. It was cold, but, you know, every that's just a nice country. I like I like their culture. Everybody was welcoming. You know, it was, it was just nice. I loved it out there. Uh, favorite place that I've played had to be Macau. That's that's been my best year so far, which was last season. Uh, we were we that league actually was going to I think seven different countries in Asia. So we were supposed to play mainland China, Hong Kong, uh, Singapore, Malaysia, Taiwan, Thailand, and uh, Vietnam. But COVID cut that short. So, okay, Jay, tell us a bit about playing in a foreign country. You got a kid, you know, from the states down south, and and now you're you're looking to go into different countries to play basketball. Tell us about that experience, and you know, what did you have to do? What was the most challenging thing for you to get used to? Uh, you know, it's it's I love doing it for sure. Uh, you get to learn different cultures. You can try to learn the language, but it's very difficult to learn <laughs> some of these okay. languages. Uh, but the most difficult thing, would, like I said, would probably be language barrier. But other than that, like, uh, every country I've been to so far, except for Poland is my least favorite. I'm not a fan okay. of Poland. But other than that, all countries have been, like, just great countries, uh, been welcoming. And, I mean, it's just it's just nice to do. It's, it's very oh. nice to do. What about your coaches, KJ, that you've had? Are is your coaches been American? Are they been, you know, they've been been foreign uh, coaches to you? Or how's that? How's that communication? So, is, are they a barrier there? Uh, no, but the coaches uh, have I had in Australia. My my coach is American. Uh, Asia, he was from uh, Canada, but everybody everybody else were like local uh, coaches, so they were from their own country. But they all speak English, and all my teammates spoke English also. Uh, but a lot of those countries, except for Poland, like even the locals speak pretty decent English. So I mean, yeah. So when you're in those, and I, this fascinates me regarding international basketball, where do you stay? Does the team provide you a place to stay? Yeah, so they'll provide me an apartment, and then some teams, they'll give you uh, cars, just depending on where you are. So, like, when I was in Finland, I was in a bigger city where uh, they don't really drive cars like that in the city. So everybody just basically commutes on a on the public bus. So we had we had that. And then Asia, I, I wasn't <laughs> – I was not – I was not trying to drive out there. They, they drive a little. They drive a little crazy <laughs> there. Yeah, but so, so your career, you're five years into your professional career, six, six, six years. Yep. So, what is your plan as far as basketball? Is this something you're going to play as long as you can, or the time frame you want to play? What's the plans for KJ Manigault? So I've told myself that I want to play. If, you know, if, if the situation is still good, I want to continue to play until I'm 35. Uh, but then after that, 
I've been talking, you know, Coach Wells uh, and Compton about me coming back to Pikeville to do my uh, my GA and so that I can go into coaching. Which is odd because well, I, I've always told myself I don't want to be a coach. But the more I play and the more I learn from different coaches, it's like, all right, you know what? Maybe I will be a, a, a good coach. Well, you know, KJ, what you'd have to offer because – like yourself, there have been several University of Pikeville Bears go on to play professionally. You talked about playing against Jackson Hussey and Trevor Setti, and there are several. You know, Bruce Roots played, Quincy Hankins Coles played, uh, Vance Cooks, he's played professionally as well, too. So several players that went on to play professionally. If you come back and do that GA role, you can find a lot of guidance to guys who may have pro ball aspirations. Right, yeah. And then with, with going overseas, you have to be kind of careful also. So, like you said, I'll be able to guide, you know, people and tell them what the do's and don'ts, basically, of the whole international business. Well, KJ, this has been wonderful. We appreciate your, your time. But now there's some, again, we're extremely proud of you at the University of Pikeville. Not, I'm, personally, I'm proud of you, but also the University of Pikeville, extremely proud of you. One, not only because of your professional basketball career that's actually secondary right. just because the man you are and what you're doing with your education now you're looking at even further your education even more right well, thank you thank you and, for that. and then you're this is also been a young man who didn't even like class and now he's thinking about coming back and get his master's right so he can go in, so he can go into coaching as well i tell you rick rick bentley's really going to like this podcast <laughs> i hope so i hope because he does it, uh, I think he may have had a nice influence on your life as well. He did for sure. There's no question about that. My Even my dad says that all the time. Well, KJ, we appreciate your time. We wish you the best of luck. I'm glad to hear the injury is healing pretty well. Um, if you feel able to finish out the season, wish the best of luck. If not, we're rooting on for you to come August as well. And hopefully we can get you back on campus pretty soon also. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you, KJ. All right, See you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Special thanks goes out to KJ Manigault for his appearance on the U-Pike Men's Basketball Podcast. As a reminder, this podcast can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the major podcast platforms. Also, stay in tune with U-Pike Athletics by going to upikebears.com. Appreciate you listening, and always, Go Bears! Thank you.